Scaling your law firm doesn't have to be difficult. It is all about mastering a few key strategies, systems, and mindset. Welcome to the Being Unstoppable podcast, dedicated to helping you scale your law firm without burnout. I am your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and I have successfully scaled my firm so that it doesn't rely on me. Listen in as I share with you how you can do the same. Let's transform your business starting now. Welcome to another episode of the Being Unstoppable podcast. I'm your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and today is International Women's Day 2022. It's a great time to be a woman. Imagine being a woman 100 years ago. There are so many things that we would have been restricted to do. There were things that weren't possible for us as women and the women before her, before us have broken the barriers and made it possible, particularly in law. Imagine how tough it would have been to break down those barriers. I've just done a quick little Google search to find that the first woman to graduate in Australia in law was Ada Evans and she re- received her degree in 1902 but she wasn't allowed to practice until 1918. So imagine what she would have had to have gone through and imagine the absolute grit of someone like her breaking those barriers. And then there were women after her as well. So we can thank those women who have come before us, who have made it so much easier for us. Of course, we still have a long way to go, but It is well worth celebrating being a woman in 2022 and celebrating all the strong, amazing women around us. There are so many amazing women in the Scalable Business Lounge, and I absolutely adore them all. They're all breaking barriers, doing amazing things, getting themselves out there, overcoming their fears, and leading the way for all of the women in their lives. So, Here is to all of you out there who are also doing the same. Now today to celebrate International Women's Day, we have got an amazing guest who is also someone who's incredible. She is breaking barriers in the legal world. She's offering something that has not been offered before, and that is none other than Karen Finch from Legally Yours. We had an excellent quite long chat because there's so much to talk about. And um, yeah, it was super interesting. So if you're interested in fixed fees for your law firm, if you're interested in uh, breaking barriers yourself, if you're interested in being inspired woman, then this podcast is for you. So without further ado, I will get stuck into it and would love to introduce you to Karen. So I would love to welcome to the podcast, Karen Finch from Legally Yours. Hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Thanks so much for coming on. Now, I really wanted to have you on the podcast because you have such an interesting business and you're in law, but in a different way um, compared to the majority of people listening, which 
you know, they're all law firm owners. Um, but you've been, you know, a lawyer in the past and you've moved into kind of more of a legal tech company. So I'm super interested to hear about that. Um, so do you want to give us a little brief overview about what you do now? And then I would love to, oh, actually, before I get started, I always ask this question and it is, Karen, what makes you unstoppable? Okay. What makes me unstoppable? I love that. Um, it's, it's my passion. It's my passion makes me unstoppable. Um, there's been so many moments through um, the journey of my life where I've sort of thought, oh, you know, maybe this isn't the right pathway or whatever it is, but this, there's this sort of gut feeling and it, and it derives from just this complete and utter passion of knowing what I'm doing actually does make a difference in the world. And I want to keep going for that reason. So even in my lowest moments where I thought, oh, I'm not really quite sure, c- continue to keep going no matter what. So probably drive and passion makes me unstoppable. That's awesome. And I think without that drive and passion, you definitely can't be breaking new ground in the way that you are. So I would love to hear about what you do now, but then if we can then backtrack and sort of work out how you got to where you are. Okay, absolutely. So Legally Yours. So Legally Yours is a dual-sided marketplace um, and probably the easiest way to explain it is to kind of take you through both sort of sides of what we do. So one side is very much the connecting clients to fixed fee lawyers across Australia. So that real sort of pure marketplace sense of getting people to um, get over all those traditional barriers of the reasons why they don't tap into lawyers or access legal services. So pricing, you know, fear around, you know, seeing that interaction with a lawyer, um, you know, the inconvenience or not quite knowing where to go, all that sort of stuff happens on our marketplace. Um, And then for lawyers, what we do is we pop them on our marketplace. We do some wonderful, sort of the way we market them is very humanized. So it's always about the lawyer, not the law firm necessarily. So it's about their image. It's about a video with them. So people can really build that trusted relationship with them through the marketplace. Um, and once that connection happens, off they go and they they build that relationship and that becomes their client. So that's one side. Um, but the other side is very much about our membership. So we are a membership model. Lawyers and legal profession professionals can join us um, on a monthly subscription basis. And essentially what we do is we support them um, in terms of how they launch or build their brand and their firm, build their profile. And we connect them to amazing business support services, exactly like the Scalable Business Lounge, where we can help them essentially, um, you know, scale and, and understand what business supports they need, support services they need. They can connect with each other because we know a lot of law firm owners, you know, particularly if they are delivering legal services in a different way, don't feel connected with the rest of the profession and need to be be able to connect with other like-minded professionals that understand the journey they're on. Um, we help them build their firms in terms of recruitment. So we've got this beautiful jobs board and people can advertise and, um, you know, get people within the community um, and recruit those. Um, and then we've got all our CPD events. So really, really big on education and educating lawyers and legal professions in a way that fits their kind of progressive law firm um, delivery service model. So that's, that's sort of legally yours in a nutshell. So there's so much in there for law <laughs> firm owners, isn't there? And uh, I'm yes. part of your your product as well. And um, and there's a lot on offer for anyone, any law firm who wants to be be part of it. Whether it's, I mean, CPD points, for example, you know, that's a massive expense in itself. It is. And it that, is. Yeah, and it's all in there. It's all in there as part of that sort of membership fee. And, and then community. So you've got 
CPD, just on its own, community and CPD, there's so much value just there for a law firm owner. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a great product to be part of if you are a law firm owner. So do you have to be specifically all about fixed fees? So this is the reason we've created our LY Hub, which is that member online portal we were talking about. So, so the way that the products on it kind of interact with the marketplace and the LY Hub is that if you are offering fixed fee legal services so already and you want to basically build your brand and profile um, within the, your ideal sort of target client audience, we put you on the marketplace and that's a slightly higher level fee because we're putting you on the marketplace. We're helping generate leads and your brand and profile within your client audience. But if you're just a lawyer who perhaps hasn't quite made that transition yet, but you're really curious about it um, or you, you really want to understand or perhaps you're sitting in a big tier firm and you're thinking, you know what, at some point I'm going to leave and start my own you know, boutique law firm and I don't really know even where to begin. Um, you can actually just join the LY Hub and it's a flat fee of $50 per month. So it's, it's nothing. You get all your CPD points in there. So we're helping educate you with that. Um, and then you get, as you said, all of that community connection um, that surrounds, you know, in that LY Hub um, as well and access to those um, incredible business support services, which we're really proud of as well. So yeah, there is so much in there and it's not just for law firm owners either. So it's also for um, perhaps your junior lawyers that are coming through or your paralegals that are coming through or your marketing consultants that are coming through that perhaps want to understand progressive legal service delivery and all those things as well. So they can join as well, which I really love. So we've really opened up um, and are really trying to make the community all about, you know, legal lawyers and legal professionals who are curious about, you know, progressive law. Yeah, that's amazing. So good. So you're really outside of the box in this business. Um, How did you get there? So let's go back to maybe baby Karen and (laughs) maybe not that far back, but baby lawyer Karen. (laughs) Baby lawyer Karen, yeah. And, uh, And take us, you know, a little bit on a journey of where you started and how you've kind of come up with this amazing business. Oh, thank you. And yeah, it it will make, it does all sort of make sense. And at the time as I was going through it, I thought, what the hell? But actually now in reflection, looking back, it's sort of all these events and experiences have actually sort of brought me and landed me into this position today. So um, my first interaction with the law was my parents going through um, a commercial litigation matter with their own business. Um, And my dad um, is a serial entrepreneur. My dad's always had a passion for starting businesses and has really loved that sort of startup journey, you know, way back in the 90, 1980s, one of my first memories of my dad was with one of those brick phones that they used to I, carry. <laughs> we used to call them a, yuppie phones. Oh, well, there <laughs> you go. I think he even had a little man bag at one point, but he was always doing business and deals and ideas and, you know, and, and his energy. And it was funny because my sister and I have an older sister and we used to always look at each other and say, I'm never going to own my own business. Seems too hard. Like, God, you know, he's always working. No, no, no. We're never going to, we're going to have traditional careers. We're going to have traditional careers. But it's passion, right? <laughs> it's passion. And, and I saw it in absolute bucket loads with my father. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, when I was about 16, his business that he had got sort of embroiled into this commercial litigation matter with a really huge corporate in Australia. And that was sort of ended up being a seven-year process that they went through. And, and being the child of your parents going through that, I think what I got to really witness was that um, the actual litigation matter 
wasn't actually that bad against that corporate corporate um, that they were embroiled with. It was actually their own legal representation that ended up being the reason we lost our family home and my dad lost his business and all the rest of it. And from that perspective, I just remember thinking, these lawyers aren't communicating to my parents properly. They're not sharing the right information with them. They're not talking to them. So it was almost like they got into such a spiral with the matter that they couldn't turn back. Um, And, you know, I saw it when I then sort of went into law one of the motivation that I that I really wanted to to practice was that I was really really keen to face those lawyers um, at a later stage and kind of really make sure that at no point other clients went through that process. Like I knew that we needed to do something different because when your own legal representation, the trust is lost, um, you know things can go really wrong um, and really really you know life altering things can happen. So, um, so that kind of was the, the sort of the reason why I, I really wanted to get into law. And then very quickly, you know, enjoyed obviously the study and, and loved it. But when, once I actually got out and I started practicing and, you know, that first meeting I had with the partner that I was article clerk to, and they were sort of saying to me, look, how to be a successful lawyer is six minute increments, you know, bill for, you know, do one minute's worth of work, bill for six, you get five minute credits. And this is how you're going to be a very successful lawyer. And I thought, okay, that, that to me absolutely makes no business sense. Um, you can't build relationships with clients when you're not being transparent with what you're actually doing and what you're delivering. Um, so I persisted for a couple of years, but really it was my boyfriend, now husband at the time, that just said to me, Karen, you're, you're, you're so sad. You do, you, you've lost all of your passion, your spark, your energy why are you doing this? So I, I left the legal profession then with a really heavy heart because I loved the practice of law. I loved my relationships with my clients. But what I hated was the fact that I was being made to deliver legal services in a way that just it, it didn't allow me to build great trusted relationships with clients. And it was all about making money for the firm, but nothing about actually making sure that the client was having a good customer And experience. I think so many, it makes me sad in law as well, that so many firms and lawyers forget that they're there first and foremost to serve clients. Absolutely. Like we're a customer there, service industry. We're there to serve yeah. them and make their lives better. We're either there to impact them positively by getting them out of a pickle or yeah. to to impact them positively to give them um, peace of mind that they won't get in a pickle. Those are the two functions really of any lawyer. And I think yet we so many of us forget that that's what we're there to do. Absolutely. And I think, look, a lot of it is that we go in with really great intentions. And I work with a lot of law students, um, which I absolutely adore because, you know, it kind of gives you that sort of, this is why we do it. And, you know, 99.9% of students studying law are doing it because when you really sort of say to them, why? Because I want to help people. I want to be, you know, I want to help them with access to justice. Like there's a real altruism to the reasons and the calling. I mean, I call it a vocation being a lawyer. You have to have that real kind of sense of I want to do better in the world because when you nut it down exactly what you said, what we give is peace of mind to people. We help them in their most vulnerable, you know, um, situations in life and we're the gatekeepers to justice. I mean, this is this is big and I think we've lost we've lost that sense of um, 
vocation within the profession because I think a lot of it has been focused since billable hours were introduced in the 1980s around it's all about, you know, on the clock, on the clock, on the clock. So all we think about is time and we never think about the value that we're giving. Um, So, you know, I'm not adverse to making money for firms. Absolutely. You know, it is about making money. Um, And of course, because unless you're in a not-for-profit, that's what keeps your model going. But there are ways that you can do it, which actually still uphold the values of being, uh, you know, a a lawyer in that kind of um, ethics. So, yeah. So, tell me what... um just to go back to what you said about um, the billable hour coming in in the 80s, what did they do prior to the 80s? So prior to the 80s, it was literally so someone would come in, you would have that kind of consultation with them, you would talk about their matter and then you'd say, okay, so this is what I can do for you, this is the price do you want to go ahead? <laughs> so it wasn't, right. you know, and it's amazing. I've actually filmed a video um, with the beautiful John Chisholm um, and talked about because he's a third generation lawyer and we talked, I wanted to get it on camera because I think that lawyers sort of of a particular sort of in our 40s down don't understand that law was delivered any differently to the billable hour model. And so he actually talked about what he's, because he used to sit under his grandfather's desk at at the law firm. Um, And then, you know, he got to watch his father and how his father delivered legal services and then how he then delivered legal services when he came to the helm. And he talks a lot about that, you know, it's about relationships. It's about understanding what your client wants and then being able to deliver that value and put a, a price around that value. So if you really understand your client and you understand the value of the legal transaction to that client, you can then get very sophisticated with the amount that you charge. And it might not always be the same, even though it might be the same legal service you're delivering, depending upon, you know, what that value means to that client. So it was really, it was that. And then billable hours kind of got in and and then it just became about time, time, time. And I think, you know, lawyers, we don't stop to actually, like you say, think about what we're delivering. We just think that it's a time unit. And, you know, I have the privilege of sitting between clients and lawyers, and that's where we sit with Legally Yours. And I'm yet to hear a client say to me, I loved that lawyer because they gave me lots of their time. They couldn't care less how much time you spent on their matters. They actually care about what you delivered. They care about the relationship. They care about the peace of mind. They care about the trust. Well, ultimately, they want to be in a better place than they are now. So they, they care about being out of the pain that they're in, whatever that pain is. And Absolutely. so that, and that's our role to deliver the solution for them to get into that spot. Absolutely. hundred percent, a hundred percent. So I think the more and more we talk about this and the more and more we, we sort of show that there is a better way because the flip side to it as well is that, you know, lawyers are actually a lot healthier when they get this mindset out that they're always on the clock. They actually deliver legal services and they're a lot healthier in their well-being when it's all about sort of this value. They're actually sort of doing it in a way that they understand what they're delivering and it's not just tied up with time. So we know that it works on both sides. So we just need, you know, we, we need to get this this change happening. Wow. You're, you're the start of it, which is awesome. So then take us, so you left the law, then what happened? <laughs> I left the law. Um, and like what always happens, I laugh about this, what always happens when you, you sort of go to a recruitment company and you say, hey, you know, I'm thinking about a different career. I'm not quite sure. And they go, hey, you should try recruitment. And I, I think at that point I was so, because I had planned my whole life around being a lawyer. 
And I talk to a lot of lawyers about this, um, that you get really attached to the identity of lawyer. So, you know, when you say to people, you know, hello, I'm Karen Finch, what do you do? I'm a lawyer. There's a whole heap of assumptions, good and bad, that people make about your identity. So all of a sudden I found myself in my late 20s and I, I, I wasn't a lawyer anymore. I didn't have that identity anymore. So so I kind of, I thought, well, okay, what the heck, I might as well try recruitment. And it was actually in hindsight, even though I, they actually put me in a team recruiting technologists. And I remember thinking, I know nothing about technology. I don't know why I'm doing this. Um, in, in actual essence, it was the best thing for me because it taught me how to sell. Um, it taught me about technology and it taught me about technology and that whole kind of technologist in that industry. Um, and so I was really lucky. So I did that and then I sort of got, got moved into um, legal recruitment and I went overseas and I had a sort of a wonderful time kind of doing something completely different. But I always had this inkling that I wanted to get back into law in some capacity because for me, I, I was in lo- like I was in love with the legal industry. I love it. And I knew I wanted to return to it, but I just didn't know sort of where I fit within the industry. Um, there was a period there that I took out time to have lots of children. Um, so I had four kids in three and a half years because my last were twins. Wow. So, <laughs> so, wow. so I was a mum for a bit. And hey, I tell you what, being being a mum, oh my God, the, the skills that you learn in that role are amazing. You know, time management, organisation, you know, all those sorts of patience, those um, compassion, I think, you know, that was a great training ground as well. And then I was sort of getting to the point where my my little baby twins were sort of, you know, getting a bit more independent. We knew they were heading off to kinder and those sorts of things. And it was at that time I thought, well, what next? You know, what am I going to do with the rest of my life and my career? Because I haven't finished with the legal industry yet. But again, as I said, I just didn't know where I fit. And I looked at, you know, I did all those sorts of things where I thought, oh, maybe I'll go back in and I'll go back and practice. Maybe I'll start my own firm. Maybe I'll go to the bar. I love it because everyone has these conversations. Oh, I'll go to the bar. Yeah, that could be great. Maybe I'll do that. And then I was thinking, no, none of it's really, I haven't got the passion bug. You know, the, the passion hasn't started bubbling up. Um, and so therefore Legally Yours, I decided just to create my own. And so Legally Yours had actually been around. It started by another lawyer, a majorly fa- amazing um, entrepreneurial lawyer by the name of Mira Stammers in 2014. And she had been a corporate tran- banking transactional lawyer in London. She'd come back. She was looking at going back into finding a job and she thought, why is everyone still doing billable hours over here? Because in the UK, I'm on really high net worth transactions and everything's fixed fee. I think we should be doing it here. So she sort of started Legally Yours. Um, I got to meet her and came on board and then took over the business um, in about sort of officially 2017 and kind of really turned it into a legal technology company that it is today where we're all online. Um, you know, we've got the member online portal um, and have created what we've created in Legally Yours, which is so exciting. So, so how did you um, get involved when it was already someone else's business? Yeah. How did that all sort of come about? So it's a great story. Um, so as I said, I was sort of thinking about ways that I could get back into the legal, but had no had no idea where I fit. And there was a recruitment company called Just Mums Recruitment. And someone had said to me, you should look on that because, you know, you're still not completely out of the woods in the sense that you've still got kids very much at home with you still. So it's not like as though you can go out and get a traditional nine to five job, but you might find something on Just Mums. And the first ad that popped up was Mira actually saying, I'm looking for someone to join me in this business. Um, You know, it'd be great if they had come with a background from the legal industry, but they must be passionate about legal disruption. 
And I saw those words, legal disruption, and I thought, oh my God. Like, and, and the funny thing is, Carly, I'm not a, I'm not a rebel. I'm not like, you know, I'm, I was always the good girl in school that, you know, hands up. Like, I think a lot of lawyers are. We, we like the rules. We like to follow the rules. We're not naturally, um, you know, rebellious, um, or disruptive. But I saw those words and the little, it was like as though the little passion fire was ignited. And I thought, Yes, this is everything. This is it. So I ended up meeting her for coffee and literally, you know, within sort of 20 minutes, she said to me, oh my God, this is like, I feel like this business has been created for you because it was all about sort of showing lawyers that there was a different way of delivering legal services. It was a complete rejection of the billable hour model, which obviously from my background, um, you know, was something that I had experienced and I knew, you know, it didn't work. Um, and we were building it from scratch. There was nothing like us at the time. And it was interesting. I met a couple of partners from Minta Ellison a couple of years into that. Um, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm from Legally Yours. And they said, oh my goodness, we remember when Legally Yours, you know, first started getting some traction and you put out a price list and you actually put prices on legal services. And we talked about it at our Minta Ellison board meeting because we could not believe that someone had dared to put prices on legal services and how incredible that was. And, you know, they were the things that we were doing. We, we just wanted to really kind of show that there was a different way. We knew that clients wanted it um, and that that was the way to get a lot of these sort of 70 to 80% of people who have legal needs who don't engage because of a whole heap of those reasons around fear and pricing and unaffordability and all those sorts of things. Um, so, yeah, just incredible. So, it's been a wild ride, but it's I wouldn't have it any other way. It really has. And thinking back to 2014, which I know doesn't isn't really that long ago, but it really is, especially when it comes to legal disruption and doing yes. things differently. Because in 2014, there wasn't as many people doing anything differently. No. No. And I, and honestly, Carly, I was so, I'm glad I was so naive because I think if I knew what I'm, I know now, I probably would have just run away. But, you know, I really did think that going out to law firm owners and saying, hey, have you thought about changing your pricing model? Because if you do, and I wasn't even, we weren't even sort of even saying they had to change it completely. We were just saying, you know, there are particular legal services that can be delivered in a fixed way. Have you thought about trying it? Have you thought about experimenting with it? And if you do, we've got clients that actually want it. So we can match you up. And it was all manual matchmaking then. So we would, you know, grab the client network that we had and we would say, okay, what do you need? All right, these are the lawyers on our panel and we can help you with it. Um, and I was so unprepared for the level of rejection and just also the, just, it was like as though I was asking them to chop off both their ears. Like I, I didn't quite understand that the pricing model, so the billable hour model had formed so much of the lawyer identity up to that point. So it was actually like, well, if I'm not charging for my time, what are they buying? And I was like, they're buying the legal service. And they were like, no, but it's the time. They're buying an outcome, aren't they? They're buying an outcome. They're buying, yeah, they're, absolutely. And so, but they just sort of couldn't seem to get it. And we were so lucky because the lawyers that we ended up, that ended up sort of being on our panel in those first couple of years, all women, had all come from mainly big tier and basically had families and said, you know what, I'm not going back into the role I had where, you know, they say it's part-time, but really it's full-time in, you know, less days. I'm going to start my own thing. And they had started using technology as well, which was really interesting. So they were starting to use a virtual delivery sort of model. 
and they were using, they weren't, you know, they didn't have traditional office space. So a lot of those first lawyers were going out and meeting clients in coffee shops or, you know, they were doing things via email or they were sort of, you know, jumping on a Skype call and doing doing consultations via Skype and different things. And, you know, we, we were really lucky that we were able to work with them and help build up um, their, their firms and their brands and their profiles and deliver the clients through and really see that beautiful um, relationship being built between the clients. And, and that's the thing, you know, over the years, the, the client loyalty and the repeat business that we have coming through our platform, once the client has experienced what that that means in terms of the the you know the transparency and the certainty and the relationship. You know, when you get that, clients are so loyal. They're so loyal to those lawyers. They love them. And often they'll return to them even though they're not, they know that they don't do that particular legal service because they'll say, can you just tell me about someone that you trust? Um, and that's where Legally Yours kind of fits in the mix. We're that best friend that people can come into. We've done all the hard work. We've helped support, educate and vet the lawyers that we then deliver to them to put on the marketplace. And we can say, these lawyers are great and you're going to get this um, and we will help that relationship, you know, get started. And that's what we are. We just really so great. So when it comes to fixed fee, because I know everyone is definitely interested in this because this is something that comes up a lot inside the Scalable Business Lounge. So in the Scalable Business Lounge, there are lawyers from every different practice area. Uh, And so there's a a big range and there's a range of lawyers who are already all fixed fee and ones that are looking at it. And and people are curious because I think lawyers now or law firm owners are now going, how can I do things differently and how can I do things better? And so they're starting to ask those questions. Whereas, you know, even five years ago, I think people weren't asking those questions the same as they are now. So how does someone go about starting? If they've never done um, fixed fee, they've always been billable, they might be in a in a type of practice area, say the difference between like estate planning where it's easier to implement um, a fixed fee versus a litigation type of law like family law or um, or insolvency kind of law. Yes. What, what then? Like how do they get started? Yeah. So, I mean, look, the, the great news is, is that they're not alone and they don't have to re, they don't have to like reinvent the whole wheel on their own. And, and that's, that's why, um, you know, legally yours, why we created that online member portal, because you can actually come in and you can connect with the lawyers that have already done it. You can actually go to the, the businesses like, you know, John Chisholm's an LY expert in our LY hub. So you can start asking John some questions and he can certainly get you involved in terms of maybe some of the foundational reading about because because when you change your business model from a billable to a fixed fee or a value-based pricing model it's actually um it's not just about the way you price it's it's your whole business model overall and it's your mindset so the first thing that you always have to do is you have to actually shift the mindset because you it the the lawyers that tend to still relate everything back to time it's not as successful so you have to so Part of the, I think the first step is, is really being able to find your tribe where you can connect with the people that are already doing it and see what they're doing. Do your research. Um, so, you know, really look at sort of what readings that you can do or lessons that you can learn or books. We've then got services in Legally Yours. So David Wells, who actually worked with John Chisholm, he's just started a business called Voom Pricing. Um, and what he does is he then, once you've sort of gotten the, 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 
the mindset and the principles right around shifting all of that, he'll then actually sit with you and go, okay, what is it that your, what legal services do you deliver? Who are your clients? And then how can we start that transformation? So, you know, what are the sorts of things that we can pull in? How do we communicate it? What kind of technology do we use? How do we bundle it? Um, you know, all that wonderful sort of um, dialogue around it and strategy that you put around it. Um, and then you can make that shift. But I think surrounding yourself first with people that are already doing it makes it seem less daunting and less overwhelming. We've just had a firm join us called Aspire Lawyers. Now, they were previously, I can't remember the name, I think it's Callia Lawyers, um, here down in Victoria. Victoria, they're a 140-year-old firm. 140-year-old wow. firm. Yeah. They've all they they were billable, completely billable hours. They have just transitioned to a fully value-based pricing firm. Fully value-based pricing firm with the help of John Chisholm and, and you know, some of the people in our marketplace as well that, that are in there. And you know, I think that's incredible. So you're never, you're never too steeped in what you're doing to make that change. But you've really, I think the first step, as I said, get with your tribe, get around the people that are doing it. I mean, we've got um, Nigel Evans from Abdom Legal is one of our members. Now they're fully commercial litigation firm. He is a fully value-based pricing firm. So, you know, you can, you can, there's no type of legal service delivery that you can't transform away from billable hours. It can happen. You just need to get around the right people, get the right mindset, do the right research, um, you know, and, and start and started. Yeah. And like you say, mindset and embracing the change, yes. um, which can be hard, but if you've got the community support and the, and the support, you know, being one of the things about being a law firm owner is it can be a very lonely road. Yes. And in, if you're not part of these communities, whether it's your one or one like mine, um, you often are floating around on your own wondering what other people do and you can create your own communities like locally but often you know you go to lunch with those lawyers who are your friends and they still don't share or or they're not transparent about what's been working or what's been failing uh, and all of that type of thing which is what can really help us all along and and with being supported by a community like yours like there's enough work for everybody Yes. In every yes. sector, in every, you know, every community. Absolutely. Because, Carolee, 70 to 80% of people who have legal needs don't go to lawyers. So we're actually only dealing with a very small part of the market. So imagine if we, you know, we all transformed our legal service delivery into a different way that actually connected with the end client user that wanted and we actually deliver it that way. There's so much there. I mean, my my utopian vision for the legal industry is that we can become exactly what accountants are like. To, to our end users, to our clients. So it becomes almost like we, we're the ones you go to at least once a year to get a bit of a legal health check, to find out what you're doing on the estate planning or, you know, whenever there's, I always talk to clients because, you know, sometimes people ask me, well, how do you know when you should go and see a lawyer? And it's like, well, it's those, you, you do know because things come up and you think, oh, that doesn't seem right. Oh, maybe I need to, oh, you know, so it's that kind of gut feeling. Wouldn't it be amazing if that they then acted on it? And they then went and they were able to then find that lawyer that gives them that ability to go, yes, no, this is the direction way forward. They can have that really easy tap in, tap out within the legal service industry. It's not clunky. It's easy. It's convenient. um, And it just means that then you've got, you know, these wonderful trusted relationships Mm -hmm. and people aren't coming to lawyers when it's too late. And it's too late and there's nothing else they can do. And really you just sort of got limited options. So 
Absolutely it is. And I just think, you know, I found the same, you know, when we were trying to do something so differently back in those early days, having people that really believed in us and meeting, because, you know, I had so many meetings where people sort of said, oh, no, billable hours, uh, you, you, you're crazy. Just give up. No, we're not going to change. Nothing's broken. This is all working. Go away. And then it was every now and again, meeting those people like John Chisholm for me, who basically went, yes, yes. What you are a bit ahead of the curve, but keep going because we know that this is the way it's going to move. You know, we know technology is there that can help, um, particularly when you're fixing prices and doing value-based pricing that can kind of be those tools that you can access and use for legal service delivery. So, you know, finding your community and finding your tribe and your connection is, that's the inspiration. So, yeah. yeah. that's great. And just the, talking about that in terms of, um, you know, when you, you feel like you're getting rejected time and time again, like you were in the early days in your business. And I know that there's plenty of, uh, law firm owners listening who feel the same, you know, it's, it's too hard. They might be rejected with, um, and trying to employ someone and it hasn't worked out. So they, you know, start to go back into their shell again, um, too scared to make that move or they, you know, they're not able to convert clients or they're not getting enough work in the door and they think, oh, you know, I should just go back to being employed. How do you overcome, you know, you've gone through that in your business and you're now nearly at the 10-year mark, nearly, Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, it, it takes a long time but once you get that traction, but how do you get over that? Yeah, passion and drive, passion and drive. And isn't it funny because that's how we started the conversation. It's passion and drive. If you know what you're doing, um, you know, is, is, is the right way. And, and, and it's, 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 it's a calling again. Like I think that, you know, as I said, I mean, don't get me wrong. There've been moments where I've sort of sat there and thought, oh my God, you know, this is never going to work or, you know what, actually no one cares, or perhaps maybe I should give up. But there was always this passion and drive. I always, I knew I held on to the moments when it worked um, and, you know, I still get bubbles of joy. Every time I connect a client with a lawyer and I see that relationship blossom and I see what happens and transpires in that relationship, it's my bubble of joy. It's what gives me joy. Um, and so, you know, I would just say to people, if, you, if you're doing something and, and you know that it works and it feels good and just just keep going, keep going, reach out, connect. Um, you know, and it's in those moments that I think community mean a lot because being able, I think as lawyers, we, we tend to think that we should have this veneer that we're a little bit desensitized, that we're tough, strong, we're not emotional, but we are human beings before we are lawyers. Um, you know, people, we need to be able to be around our people and, and know that there's a place that we can go where we can share those, not only successes, but also those moments of frustration. But know that it does work and it can happen. And you can build these incredible firms um, that are incredibly successful, but in a way that feels really good. So you're not having those relationships where clients are calling up and they're saying, hey, I got this invoice. What the hell? You never told me blah, 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 blah. Or how come I was talking to you on the phone? I'm not calling you anymore. Like you actually have brilliant client relationships. I mean, it's the, it's, isn't that what we all want? That's right. And so the positively, you, for you and for so many of us as well, positively impacting people, which is what you're talking about yes. when you're connecting, you know, a client with a lawyer and they're happy with the service and they're excited about the outcome that they're receiving. That's what's really kept you going and overcoming the challenges as you, as they rolled out. 
Yes, absolutely. And on the flip side as well, um, meeting lawyers who perhaps are a little bit like me, who just felt like they didn't quite fit into that traditional legal service model. And unlike me, I try and keep them back in the profession because they're the lawyers that I really want to set up because I know they're going to be the ones that the client market that we have really want. So making sure they stay in because, you know, I don't want people to leave the profession feeling like they don't fit in um, because, you know, they're the ones that I think, you know, I want to nature and nurture and really get up to that point and build them so that I know that they're staying in it for the right reason. Because as I said, I think we all get into law because we want to help and and be a positive impact. Um, And yeah, so (laughs) that would be my thing. That's so cool. Yeah, I, I actually, you know, in the Scalable Business Lounge, so many of the lawyers in there, they all want to feel like they fit in. Yeah. And that's why they've gone out and created their own firms because they can create their own firm where not only are they fitting in, but they're also helping their employees to fit in and they're creating a whole new culture around law because it's not what it used to be and it doesn't have to remain that way. We can break free from that. And that and not only includes culture, but also uh, the way that you're billing your clients. Um, and that's what everything that you're talking about now. That's right. And and look, you know, it's kind of fitting with International Women's Day coming up, but breaking the bias as well, uh, well around what it means to have a successful law firm or what it means to be a successful lawyer. You know, I think that we kind of grew up with this perception that to be successful, you had to be in a big tier and you had to look like this and you had to run your files like this. And, you know, it was this very, um, you know, you had to work enormous hours and be really stressed and have a boat or something. I don't know. Yeah. That was kind of, <laughs> you know, that was the Have a boat with a mortgage on it. <laughs> That was the thing that we grew up with. And, you know, I'm so lucky because I'm surrounded in Legally Yours with completely successful lawyers and none of them look the same. You know, there are some that work, some that work fully virtually and remotely. There are some that are completely flexible law firms, you know, some that have, you know, bigger firms, smaller firms, sole practitioners in the country, you know, some in the city, like, and they're all successful because they're all living their authentic self in their authentic legal life. Um, and they're all doing, they're all doing great work. And that's, and that's it. You know? Well, in our firm, we've just started working a four and a half day work week. So we finish at one o'clock on a Friday because why not? And so many, you know, the sort of reaction is, oh, but aren't you busy as a family lawyer on a Friday afternoon? Well, often no, we're not. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, you tend to know what's going on in your files and obviously a lawyer, if they need to, will stay back and deal with that. But, you know, if we can squeeze our work into the four and a half days so that everyone can have a better lifestyle, why wouldn't we allow that and do that? Absolutely. And that's incredible because we're going to start seeing these things. I think particularly because of the last two years of everything that's happened with COVID, I think that, you know, we have as a profession been able to reimagine what we're doing. Um, There's been so much more freedom put into this because no longer are we kind of fixed to this is the way and this is the only way. Um, So, you know, I think there's never been a better time to be more. I think there's never been a better time to be a lawyer because all of a sudden the shackles of, you know, traditional kind of, um, you know, this is what it is has just been blown out the window. Yeah, that's right. And then there's great services like what you offer and like the Scalable Business Lounge and all of the other sort of services out there for law firm owners to support them. Uh, Now, I've got one more question for you before we wrap it up. It is around your social media and your brilliant videos and all of that sort of thing. So um, 
I'm fa- always fascinated with how people overcome, you know, because often there's a lot of fear around, you know, being on social media, being on video, um, and you've really led the way in that you show these amazing videos online um, on all of your channels. They are like nearly like little TV shows, and I've had the pleasure of um, of appearing on them. How have you? How did you get started with that, and how did you overcome any fear that you might have had around? Uh, being, you know, really out there with your social yeah. media? I mean, I think I've been really lucky because the role that I have is I get to interview, right? So I, I I love being able to have conversations with these incredible, you know, lawyers and businesses and actually be able to then let people in on that conversation. So, you know, I, I completely get it. It was, and look, God, if you went back into my back catalogue and see some of the first videos that we did, they're hilarious. And I keep them up there because, you know, it's a reminder of evolution, right? Yes. I think, yeah. you know, it's it's not like as though you just rock up one day and it's like schmick and everything's perfect and still things aren't perfect on my videos. But, you know, to me, it's it's great conversations with the lawyer members that we have and the businesses that we have in our community. And I'm just sharing that with a wider audience. I often say to the members who are particularly lawyers, who are particularly nervous about being on camera, is that you're not on your own. And so that's that's one of the beauty. I think if you're starting off thinking about what can I do, I, I really want to do videos, but I just don't feel confident talking to camera on my own. Talking to someone is incredible because it's like then a conversation and even like what we're doing now, you kind of forget, oh, we're recording. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're that's recording. right. Um, but also the added benefit is that the people that are watching you kind of go, oh, what are they talking about? That looks like an interesting conversation. And they actually get to see your personality through. They get to see how you smile. They get to see how you talk, how you connect, your eye contact, all those sorts of things. So, you know, my kind of whole attitude to, I mean, you know, perhaps this is because we've sort of been making it up as we go because, you know, I didn't have um, a, a playbook to follow when setting up Legally Yours because there wasn't anything like what, and there still isn't exactly like what we do. <laughs> so, you know, I've kind of, I'm just sort of making the playbook up as we go. So one of the freeing bits of that is that I always sort of say, and I say it to my team too at Legally Yours, have a go. The worst that can happen is that it doesn't work. But you know what? That's okay because all these things that you've learned from that experience, you then take on to the version two. So just give it a go, you know. And again, I think, you know, starting off and realizing, you know, getting on camera with someone, even if it's your, your, your business friend or your, your colleague or something and, and having that conversation, see how it works. See how it works. Just put it on. You've got to be, got to be a little bit brave. Um, but I think as well, people... What I've learned in this industry, because it is a trust industry, it's trust what we're doing on both sides, it's trust what lawyers are doing as well. So the easiest way to build trust online is for people to really understand who you are as a person, the way that you communicate, and knowing that you're going to consistently show up um, that they believe into. You know, we didn't start sort of legally yours and instantaneously, you know, just become an overnight sex. Of course, we're not an overnight sex. It's taken us a long time for us to not only build trust with the client market that we service, but also within the legal industry. And so just showing up consistently, trying new things and, and being a bit brave, um, I think, you know, they're the key. So so just do it. The worst that can happen, no one watches it. And that's okay because then you just... And that never <laughs> happens. And the worst never. that can happen too is that someone could be really critical, but they are actually not. And in no. fact, you you often get the most complimentary, you know, people saying how great it was, you know, and things like that. And so it is hard to overcome, but I think giving it a go, just like you've said, and thinking about, well, what is the worst outcome? The worst yep. outcome is that 
it doesn't work and you move on to the next next thing. That's right. That's right. And, you know, I hope that I can, you know, particularly with the members and the businesses that I interview is give them that little bit of comfort and reassurance. I've seen some of our lawyer members who started off, you know, they were sweating and so nervous. And anyway, we film these videos and and then all of a sudden, you know, they've started their own like video channel. And then because you get the taste of it and you think, actually, I can do this and I can, you know, I can take it on. So often, you know, anything the first time is really, really hard. But once you've sort of kicked it off and you realize it's, it's actually not that complicated, it's not too difficult to do um, and, you know, it does resonate. You're always going to have people that, you know, might not like what you do. I choose not to focus on them. I choose to, re- you know, I choose to focus on the people that that do get it and that's who I'm servicing. Um, well, you're not there for everybody. No, None no. of us are. We're, no. we're not there for everybody. You're not going to appeal to every single yeah. person and yeah. it's okay. And I love, I really love that. I love that I'm very specific on the types of lawyers that I'm talking to. I don't talk you know, big T, big T law firms, I don't talk to, you know, they're all lovely and I obviously network with them at different events, but they're not my audience. You no, know, I'm that's not, not your niche. In, it's not my niche. I'm not interested in, you know, talking to them about their legal innovation or their legal technology. My market is very much this sole practitioner, micro boutique law firm that are doing, you know, they're doing legal innovation on the spot. You know, they're the ones I want to talk about because, you know, they're real-time innovation. They're real-time using technology. They're being creative. You know, they're that to me is where the excitement. Of yeah, the, they the don't have to go to a board meeting and you talk <laughs> about it for the next six months before they make a decision okay. that and, they and then, might give something. Yeah, to and then they say, "Oh, we'll think about it next year." You know, and 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 believe me, you know that that is what goes on on that end of town. Yes. Awesome. They can they can have it. It's not my end of town. So. You know, I I think that once you get, and that's the same with law firm owners, once you get very specific at the people that you're talking to, it becomes so much easier because it's so freeing because you then, you understand who that person is that you're talking to and you know how to get to them and and, And what content is going to resonate. What we talk about in the Scalable Business Lounge, we in fact have an entire module just on niching and, and who you're actually speaking to, which is something I love about your business because you've really niche down and you know who your client is and you know who you're talking to and you're there to serve them. So, um, and that's one of the reasons that your business is so successful too, because you have been brave enough to niche down and rather than serve everybody. And it's such a, it's such a privilege. Like it is, you know, it's a real privilege about what I do and who I, you know, it's funny. My, my husband actually made the observation the other day. He's like, you hang out with all the lawyers that you wish you could have built a law firm with, you know, back when you <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Like I've, you know, it's, I feel so lucky that I get to hang out with people that actually, they get it, you know, and we're all on that same wavelength and we're all trying to do really great positive things in the world. Um, and we're brave and, you know, it's, it's a one, it's a wonderful thing to do. So it's such a privilege. With, and, you know, I guess the other thing I just, you know, would like to finish off with Carly, none of this has been, none of it's turned out perfectly. It hasn't gone on a, you know, a straight line to here to here. It's been messy. It's been difficult. It's been challenging. It's been heartbreaking at some points. But, you know, at the same time that you've got, you've got to keep going, keep going. And the the good moments and the the wins that you get far kind of, you know, you, you can't remember the bad times when it comes through. So, you know, it's just, it's all a big journey. It's all a big journey and it's a great one to be on. So rewarding. Excellent. And what's next? 
You've got some stuff coming up. We do, we do. So we think we may be, um, well, we we will be going through a crowdsource funding for our marketplace, which we're really excited. So we'll be looking at sort of raising some funds in a very non-traditional way because that's what Weekly Odds is all about um, and sort of almost returning the marketplace to the people. Um, we're also going to launch a product this year that's really going to help with CPD storage. So what it will do is it will connect in. So anyone doing CPD points through the Legally or any of our members will actually be able to have their own registry of CPD. So they'll be able to record and put notes in so that they can, you know, if they're ever audited, they're compliant with oh, awesome. questions. So they have that full record. They can manually then input any things they do outside. But at the end of the year, they'll be able to just print out a report. It will show them exactly where they've had their points and all the different things. And, that's and awesome. then if they do get audited, they'll be able to say, hey, yeah, I attended that session. So you don't have to I sit learned. there and march and go, um, what was... What was that thing I did like I, back in April last yes, year? Yes, yes, absolutely. So we're really excited to launch that product as well a bit later in the year. But, you know, it's all for us. It's just about building. And, and you know, the more lawyers that we can get involved in the LY Hub that can then start understanding the kind of things that we talk about, we can then help them to get into amazing kind of programs like the Scalable Business Lounge and they can then start building their own firms. And then eventually, you know, when they're ready, they can make the move onto the marketplace. And, it, you know, it all just works. It yeah, all just so works. for $50 a month, you can come in, you can you can get your CPDs, which like a CPD for like a conference or whatever, that's going to cost you a minimum of $1,200, $1,500 plus yeah. accommodation and everything else that goes along with it. And it's not necessarily specific to what you want to be learning. Those conferences are, they have their good points, but it's often a lot of wasted time because yeah. it's not relevant. Whereas with your um, the way that you're doing it, you can pick and choose what you want to do. Um, do. Is there a library so that people can go back and watch whatever they want to watch? Absolutely, there is. So we have got, so every single session that we run is always recorded and then it goes into our um, CPD library. Um, and I think in count we've got about 45 points sort of sitting in there. Um, it builds every single month That's so you can awesome. go in and look at it all. And there, as I said, you know, there are sessions run, you know, by John Chisholm, by these people so that whatever stage you're at, I mean, you, you can come in and you can rewatch those things and learn those things. So right things now, well. if you're in March, well, I don't know <laughs> if it's like that everywhere else in Australia, but it is in Queensland. March is the cutoff date, 28th. Mm. It's nearly the 28th of March. If you have not got your CPD points yet, this is your solution for $50 to get in there and whip out mm. 10 hours of work. Absolutely. And the, and the topics are interesting. You know, they're not sort of, you know, they're not sort of sleepy. They're interesting. There's technology in there. There's innovation stuff in there. There's pricing stuff in there. It's really super interesting stuff. So absolutely. Well, um, I'm excited to be delivering the um, social media for lawyers coming up in April. I think that's going to be. And then you're getting to, your session will be in our library too. So everyone can watch it. Yes, it's awesome. So where can everyone find you? So if you head on to legallyyours.com.au, you'll see the the homepage there, which is our split screen. Just follow the journey into the, um, you know, I'm a lawyer um, and you'll be able to see all our memberships there from the community, which is that LY Hub one we were talking about with the CPD. And then we've got our growth memberships, which are our marketplace ones, bronze, silver, gold. Um, and then you just put in a form. We'll get back to you and the team will take care of the rest. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> thanks so much for coming on. It's been really great uh, listening 
particularly about your journey and how you help law firm owners and also clients now. Um, and yeah, thanks so much. Oh, thank you, Carolee. We love you. We love having you in Legally Yours. You're the best. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Being Unstoppable podcast brought to you by the Scalable Business Lounge. If you would love to learn how to scale your law firm without burnout, then join my free workshop at caroleefontanelli.com. Until next time, you have got this.